Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. I'm Scott Prather. Coming up, I'll be joined by Jay Walker, voice of the Raging Cajuns. We'll talk NCAA Baseball Regionals. Have a little terrible tune Tuesday. Jay is uh, busy chatting in the lobby. I think he's, uh, he's talking to Troy, but he will join me in just a moment. One thing I didn't cover at the beginning of the show last hour, that uh, before I talked you know, talk NBA playoffs, talked a lot about LSU's thrilling victory last night on the Diamond, Dre Kirkpatrick, veteran cornerback, set to visit the Saints today. Um, and it, it feels like it could be, a, at this point in the game, at this point in the offseason, it feels it's it's a good fit. I wrote about why over at ESPN1420.com or the ESPN1420 app. I wrote about why, um, but the guy was good playing in a cover four. That's the primary coverage for the Saints. You get this late offseason, that means he's not getting any big offers on the market, which, again, the Saints don't have much money. They still have to move some money around cap-wise just to sign their rookies, much less a veteran free agent. But, uh, yeah, he's not an all-pro. He's entering year 10 of his career. But he would immediately be an upgrade over the number two cornerback. So a lot of reasons. You can read more about that over at ESPN1420.com about Drake Kirkpatrick. Joining me now is the ODB, Jay Walker, in the house. Howdy. How are you? Good morning. Great. Great. Life's wonderful. Staying up, you staying up watching these baseball games? You know, I started um – I was watching LSU in Oregon last night Sheesh. and fell asleep. Uh, and when they were interviewing Gavin Dugas, and so I knew that they had won. I still don't know what the score was. Nine to eight. There you go. Dugas was absurdly good. Well, you know what? If they, you know, he, I don't know who the MVP was. He it was. should have been him. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was um, the Eugene Regional MVP. Just, uh, just absolutely Sick and um, I think they I think they were losing seven to six when uh, when I fell asleep. Yeah, yep, yep. There was five lead changes in the game. Um, Dugas had a couple of homers. He's just been on fire. And they're still not done yet. I mean, you still got a game this morning. Yeah, you got Virginia and and, uh, Old, and Old Dominion, Dominion and mm-hmm. the winner will play Dallas Baptist. And and nobody can figure out where those teams are going to play. NCAA still lists it as the. Um, what do they call it? The Columbia Super Regional, but like, I don't. Where would they play? Well, I, you know, Columbia is definitely a possibility, and Old Dominion is a national seed, and so they it, they would play closer to Virginia than they would to the Metroplex. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it might be it might be Columbia. I the, these these late the NBA playoffs these late regionals they're just. A teacher told me when I was young, Jay, like, man, some of these things you love in your youth will kill you when you're older. <laughs> and I have no idea that that would take shape in my life by late night sporting events. Because when I was young, I loved it. I'm like, oh, man, I, I I stay up late anyway. This is great. I get to stay up. It's just sports past midnight, and it's it's I love it. Now it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's 9 o'clock, and it hadn't started yet. Well, now you know about my life as a Dodgers fan. Oh. Oh boy, I would have, I wouldn't have minded that back in the day, but now, I can't. It's just hard. It's just difficult. But um, watching, uh, watching Suns Nuggets and and LSU Oregon just kind of going back and forth for a while. Uh, Phoenix pulled away late. 
I I talked about this last hour, Jay, but like, do we not? Does Chris Paul at 36 not get talked about enough for him still playing at the level he is at his age? Um, I think you're probably right. Yeah, lots talked about about LeBron at his age, and I get it. Like, what about? It's amazing. I mean, people get on, but look how old he is. It's like, look how much tread are on Chris Paul's tires. He's out there playing like he's like 25. Very, very true. I I I don't get all of the vitriol being thrown at LeBron right now. I don't get it. No, it, it's he's he's best way to describe it is he is like the Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankees, but as like a player, mm-hmm. Duke basketball, whatever. Like as a player, he is. Um, he's just there's there's no in but no one no one's at, no no one's like in the middle about LeBron, and so the things he does, great or bad, either side is going to prop up or put down no matter what. Um, but yeah, his first. First round exit ever right. in his whole career. And there are people on social media just loving it. Yeah, well, he's also on the Lakers, who are also one of those teams. And They're very he's one polarizing. Yeah, that's true. Um, ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. I mentioned Duke basketball. Had to ask you, Jay. Coach K's retirement tour. Now, when we talked about Coach K a month ago. I said that I bet you when he retires, he'll make sure that there's a whole season before so that he can have a lot of accolades, a lot of gifts. I'm sure a lot of teams will give him ties. Um, and I'm not even ripping him. You know, some guys do that. But, like, Roy Williams is like, peace, I'm out. You knew Coach Gay was going to take a year to really enjoy this farewell tour. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's okay. I mean, it is. It's okay. But you're right. You're right. You know, the season ends, and here's Roy Williams, about as humble a guy as you're ever going to meet. Uh, I don't think I'm the guy to lead this program anymore, so I'm stepping down. You know, and then you have Coach K. Here, let's have a press conference, and we're going to announce that this is going to be my last year. And so you know every single game you're going to hear and see what he has to say on that particular day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be this it's is gonna be out in full effect. It's one of the fattest swans for a swan song that you're ever gonna see. Oh yeah. He's gonna and he's gonna love every second. And and, and like I said, that's okay. You know, I he earned it. I mean the guy's got, you know, a twenty eight gazillion wins. One of the greatest of all time. And yeah, no, his, the greatest of all time probably. At his at, at his at his craft. It's just he's been there for what, forty two years? Yeah, something like that. Golly. That's a lot of hair dye he's put in there. Uh, boy, that is a lot of hair dye. Because people are like, "Hey, he hadn't aged that much." He has. Look at his face. If you just you just you're focused on the the really jet black hair, but that's not that's not it. I look forward to him scolding the fans and maybe some student journalists a couple times. Let's oh, yeah. get. I want the whole Coach K package. I don't just want hey, he's the best ever all year. I want him to do the things that made you and I cringe. <laughs> Here's the thing. We've never once suggested he's not an incredible coach. That's right. The only thing is about Duke is that the big powers that be at college basketball all do the same thing. And the idea that Coach K did it different and that that was celebrated is what kind of, not kind of, is what's always annoyed us. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. that's. I think that's fair. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. But, jeez, ESPN Ford. Shout out to him, though. How much, how much of these... Um, even though you still have, you know, Bayheim and, and, you know, some other guys still out there. How much do you think Coach K and Roy Williams, is it 
is it age or is it how much college basketball with the transfer portal is has evolved to where it is now? I don't know. I don't know. It. Um, I, I'm not going to look too deep into stuff here. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to try to over. We we talked about uh, two weeks ago. We talked about people overanalyzing everything. That's so I'm not going to do that. That's what I got to do. ESPN 1420. Scott Prather, Jay Walker. Um, getting back to baseball for a minute, though. Um, happy for Paul Maneri. Good guy oh, gets to gets to keep absolutely. gets to keep coaching and the whole idea of like win one for the Gipper. Um, I think in this regard it it fits. And I and I I when when LSU played Friday and looked like booty, I was like, like guys, he just announced he was retiring. Like that's what you're doing. Credit to Gonzaga, they play well in that game, but LSU just looked bad. Then it's extra innings on Saturday. I'm like, you can't go two and Q for Maneri. They win against the game. Central Connecticut correct. State. Winning Who's late nickname in that is? game, the Blue Devils. That's correct. That's right. That's right. Winning that game and then just kind of riding this wave of momentum, uh, four elimination wins in a row. I don't know what's happening in Knoxville. They're, Tennessee's going to be favored, and they should be. They're they're the number three national seed. They're at home. All this stuff. And but, they swept um, LSU during the regular. They season. They did. Now yeah. that was, I think that was in March, and all the games were close, but they did. They swept them. Um, that I, I that to me that's. You know, that was that's kind of why I'm I'm I would be following it regardless because it's my job. But that's to me kind of like I need I like to find something worth other than just well let me just analyze this and just spout it out and talk about numbers or analyze. I like the Maneri side of this story, so we'll see how far they could take it. But uh, but I was really happy for him. I I was too, and um you know when when he made the announcement and then LSU got in, you know there was part of me that said. Look out, okay? Because there, you know, the, a lot of times that particular scenario bears out, and it's it's, and they probably have um, outplayed their talent a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. during this during this regional the, with the the first game notwithstanding. Um, am I going to be absolutely shocked if they beat Tennessee? Not really, uh, but I'm glad you brought up baseball because I've I've come to something that I've I've never been in favor of but it's starting to be talked about again and maybe just maybe it's time you know what i'm seeing in these regionals i'm seeing regionals decided by my bullpen consisting of guys who never pitch are better than your bullpen <laughs> of so guys true. who never pitch it's so true and and that's that is what regional play especially if you go to game 7 and half of them did that's kind of what it has evolved into. And there's been a, a you know some talk, some scuttlebutt for a decade now. You're 64 teams uh, and doing 32 regional sites and playing the best two out of three and adding one more week to the postseason. Yeah. I don't really like it, but I don't like what I'm seeing either. I, I don't like this either. I don't like the, the end of my bullpen's better than the end of your bullpen. Well, if you don't like it, if you're the favorite, just get it done in three games. It's not even a, a question of if you're the favorite or not. I mean, it's it's it, it's just not good. It just isn't good. It's good drama last night, though. Well, it was yeah, but it was it was good drama last night, but but it was nine to eight, mm-hmm. okay. And and you had earlier in the day, 
you had Ole Miss and Southern Miss, and and Ole Miss you know jumps out to like a nine to nothing lead, and then Southern Miss puts up five or six, and and it winds up being what twelve to eight or thirteen to eight, whatever it was. No. And and yesterday, South Alabama and South Florida played a six to three game, but I think that's more about the fact that neither one of those teams was real good offensively than it was about. Oh, gee, both teams had a deep pitching staff. South Alabama did, but still. Um, I as much as I love college baseball, I haven't been loving it the last couple of days. South Alabama fell to South Florida. Um, I think some folks just that follow NCAA re- regionals on the fringe, not closely, might have thought South Alabama won the regional just based off all of the chatter of holy cow that you see what they did to Florida. Um, but they didn't. Uh, they definitely left a mark there. Oh, they had a chance yesterday too. You know, they're they're down a couple. They get a run home to make it a one run game. They got the bases loaded and one out, and uh, the pop up and a strikeout ends that. And then they gave up two more runs at the top of the ninth inning, six three, the final. But you 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 figure, and and they were the king of two out hits all year long. You know, and and if Cam Tissue, you know, lines a single to right center field and two runs scored. You know, maybe that ninth inning doesn't come out the way it did, but it was. But that's how close they came. Friday, Saturday, Sunday of this next weekend, you've got your Lubbock, Nashville, Fayetteville, Tucson regionals. Saturday, Sunday, Monday is Austin, Starkville, Knoxville, Columbia. If it's in Columbia, um, super regional layout. Which, as of now, we know seven of the eight. Which one are you most interested in? Well, I'm going to be really interested in. Dallas Baptist versus either Virginia or Old Dominion. You know, I mean, uh, Virginia's been there before. Old Dominion never has. Uh, and then you've got you've got Dallas Baptist, who's always been an interesting postseason team. Have year they ever in, been to year the, out. The, the CWS? No, I think they got beat in the in the super regionals uh, the couple of times I feel that like they they've went. been close. That, well, they have. They've been to a couple super regionals, yeah. but um, I I think that it would. I, that that would be intriguing, and of course, you know, I'm 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 rooting for because Chris Finwood uh, used to be the head coach at Western Kentucky. I got to know him. I did not know until watching the other day that he lost his wife to pancreatic cancer back in April, and um, so he's got you know he's got some kids that he has to raise now or finish raising. Um, it's I was very saddened to hear that, but but I like Finney. I I, I always have and. Uh, Go Old Dominion. So I'm going. I'm going. Go Monarchs. OD is rooting for ODB is rooting for OD. That is correct. <laughs> rooting for ODM. Quarter after the hour of eight o'clock. ESPN fourteen twenty at dot com. Well, circling back to what you said about regionals and the difference between that and super regionals, and sometimes if you go to that game seven in a regional, it's bullpen versus bullpen. How do you feel about the layout of the College World Series? You think they do it right? Yeah. You know, because you, you, you play, you get a day off, you play, and then maybe you get a day off, maybe you don't. But it it's it's spaced out enough to where it's going to take 10 days to figure out who's going to play in the, um, in, in the best of three at the end. And most of the time, when you get to that best of three, you've got – at least a partially rested pitching staff to where it becomes, okay, your best against my best. Uh-huh. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with the the way they do the uh, the College World Series. Now, what about the women's College World Series and that bugaboo they ran into last? Well, week? I, I and you know what, I think that's a legitimate criticism. You know, it's not going to be the same because of the pitching, because the pitchers can go every day, but. This this business, okay, we had weather and we have to squeeze it in, so you're going to have to play till 2 o'clock in the morning and then come back the next afternoon and play. And it, 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 they got to do better. And and even with that, they lost a full day. I mean, the, the tonight is when the championship series starts. That's a day later than planned. No, I, I think that needs to get looked at. I think the criticisms that have come out um, are very legitimate. Playing games at two, three in the morning that aren't like a 21-inning wild game that lasted that long. It just, it seems, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. And, and you know, once again, who's driving that truck? Well, it's ESPN. Um, you know, you're already messing with our programming at a time when the NBA playoffs are going on. So, you know, we got to hurry up and get this done. And so... Some folks are making it a gender thing, and and I don't think I think if it were the, the men that were had a compact thing, it would be the same. Um, so I don't think it's just a gender thing. I I do think uh, once again, it's ESPN controlling everything that's going on. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Florida State and Oklahoma will play in the women's college World Series. Speaking of ESPN in control, like the TV deals, I was saying this the other day because David Shaw was complaining very loudly about Fox and Stanford having to open up their football season with an 11 a.m. Central time kickoff in Arlington. Um, gosh, I don't remember who they're scheduled to play. But, oh, Kansas State. You had Oklahoma's AD ripping Fox because they were playing the Nebraska game and it was scheduled for 11 or something and they're calling it the game of the century because it's the 50th time they've played. Having them publicly come out, an AD and a, and a pretty prominent head coach, and just rip a network, I, I'm, I'm, it's one thing to say, look, obviously we'd rather play here, I'm a little disappointed, blah, 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 but just lambast the networks when it's like, you realize a big part of these paychecks and so much of your funding is coming from these TV deals. I I was I was surprised at just how I don't know if it's because David Shaw he might he he might just be a football coach that's so in the zone eats leaves breathes football he didn't even think about all the TV stuff but for an AD to do it I was like bro what are you what are you doing David Shaw's a brilliant human being uh, I can guarantee you that he he knew what he was saying when he said it. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it, we have been seeing this ever since that 11 a.m. slot became the 11 a.m. slot. I mean, the, the reality is not too many folks want to play in it. Uh, you know, look, it is what it is, guys. You know, the, these folks, these folks at the networks, they're going to make these decisions. And I realize to people in Oklahoma and people in Nebraska that this is a big deal. But for the average person, it quit being a big deal 25 years ago. Game of the century. No, it's not. It's no, not even the it game isn't. of the week. The, exactly. That week. Exactly. It's just that, you know, you guys had a history. You quit playing each other in part because, you know, Nebraska left them. But let's remember 
when the Big 12 before Nebraska uh, split and, and everybody else, when the Big 12 was the Big 12, and they split, they went to 12 teams, split into divisions, guess who didn't play every year? Oklahoma and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that this is just such a big deal because if it was, you would have continued to play each other year after year after year. If you're going to complain, then don't complain. Well, I, if you're going to complain, then maybe think about all the money that's coming in. Like all, you, you can't have one without the other. The TV contracts are such a big part of the money that these conferences get. And I, 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 I understand the fans. I understand fans complaining. We, we hear it from UL fans, right, Jay? I wish it was... It wasn't on a Thursday or oh, wish it wasn't I, this. And I get it. I get it. No, I do too. But the TV side of it, it's like the, you got to understand the money that's coming in. LSU fans for years, back Jefferson Pilot game. I really don't want to play at 1130. You know, I'd rather play at night. Yes, every if every LSU football game could be at night in Tiger Stadium, that would be ideal for LSU. I get it. But the amount of money that has helped build the programs, a big portion of that, it's not just boosters, it's not just ticket sales. A large, large portion, especially in the year of our Lord 2021, comes from those TV contracts. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, I I think that UL and LSU, that's an apples and oranges thing because for UL, it's not so much money as it is exposure. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you know, the, the thing with a lot of vocal UL fans who are not happy that you only have three Saturday home games. There's a big picture here, okay? And and all they see is, oh, damn, we don't get to tailgate as long. Um, I remember if you said that the Cajuns were going to be on national television, fans just peed themselves. They were so excited. Now you're going to be on that. Half of your games are on national TV. The potential to reach anywhere from 70 to 110 million households. Oh, people aren't going to watch the Cajuns. Well, you know, guess what? They might watch Texas. And, I, yeah, yeah. And, and, these, and these other games as well. You know, if, if, you, if somebody stops and says, well, I'll watch this for a little while. And and then maybe they don't watch the whole game. Maybe they go someplace else. The exposure for your football is unbelievable. And everybody was getting excited last year when, oh, okay, well, Billy Napier is going to be on Rome. Billy Napier is going to be on Feinbaum. Isn't this great? Isn't this great exposure for the program? Now they want to put you on national TV and you're going, wah, we don't get to tailgate as much. Seriously? They, you can... You can be upset. All I ask is that you understand the reason why. Exactly. That, that's that's all and, it and, is. And, and, and some of these fans are saying, oh, it's not that big a deal to try to justify their anger. No, it, it is that big a deal, boys and girls. I got news for you. I, I think the, the, the argument of there's a lot more, every game ESPN3, there's a lot more to watch. Da, da, da. I think this year in particular, when you open – on network television. Network television. And you've got one of the sexiest names in college football as your head coach, and you finish ranked in the top 15. This isn't 2007 Wednesday night game against Middle Tennessee that's not on ESPN or ESPN2 but is on an extra pay ESPN channel. I, I get that. That's not worth it, guys. I'll, I'll give you that. That's not what this is. No. This isn't, oh, you play it on Tuesday and it's on ESPN3. This is... 
I mean, a Thursday night game against Ohio, this is on ESPN. The regular ESPN, you know, a, a game against App State, ESPN2, a game against Georgia State. Again, ESPN, not, oh, they're playing on Thursday against Georgia State and there's three other college games on with more ranked teams and we're on the, the fifth option channel. That is, you're on the mothership that night. That's You've got one of those games on the U. Arkansas okay. State. Right. But that's the one on the road. <laughs> right. That's, that's my point. I'm talking about home games. And, and so you've got... You've got an opportunity to go out and showcase what your program is about. I'm not talking about your football team. I'm talking about game night. I'm talking about tailgating. I'm talking about the the party. I'm I'm, I'm talking about people that are into it. And I can't stress enough how important it is that these games be well attended. But the one, you know, Tony, Tony said it. Too many people sit down when it's time to stand up. And I got to tell you, this year for Raging Cajun football, it's time to stand up. Season tickets, your contributions to the RCAF, all of that stuff, more critical than ever before. Now, are you going to stand up or are you going to say, oh, well, it's cutting into my tailgating, so I'm going to go ahead and drop my season tickets? I mean, which which side are you on here? Are you guy? Are you somebody who stands up? Or somebody who sits down. We're going to find out. ESPN1420.com. I pissed off some people Jay just Walker. now. Guess what? I don't really care. Yeah. I think you do. I think that's what you were trying to do. Okay. Or, or maybe you'll try to do it. Because you oh, always I'll, tick off someone in the next second. Uh, absolutely. It's terrible. Tune. Tuesday. On ESPN1420.com. Final segment here now with Scott Prather, Jay Walker, great Scott show. Uh, tonight, Atlanta, Philly, Clippers, Jazz. Those are your two games. You're Home gonna team have... finally won in that Clippers-Jazz season. Yeah, yeah, it took. Hey, hey it doesn't, doesn't start till a home team wins on the floor. Isn't that the say? No, it's the opposite. Um, Atlanta, Philly, Clippers, Jazz. The most recent team left that won a championship was the Sixers in 1983. Wow. Bucks 71, Hawks 58, and then the other five teams have never won one. Who are, who do you, do you any rooting interest? Is there a team left that you're like, you know what, I'd be happy for them if they won? Probably the Clippers. Just because of how sorry they've been? Just because of how amazingly bad they were for so many years. I think I would, if if Phoenix were to win, I'd be ha- very happy for Monty Williams. And, uh, and a little... Little, I'd be happy for Chris Paul as well. Um, the Jazz have come close; they've never quite sealed the deal. But and the Clippers, they I used see the thing is I used to root for the Clippers just because they were so pathetic that like I felt kind of bad for them. Mm-hmm. And the Saints were so bad for so long. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's those like Grand let Theft me, Auto jerseys. Me, I don't. I just let, I'm let, having trouble let, rooting for them right now. All right, let me tell you where you can draw a parallel here. You can draw a parallel between the Clippers and the Saints. You've got the Clippers with Donald Sterling as the owner, the Saints with John Meekham as the owner, both franchises absolutely horrible, and finally you get rid of bad owners and now you start to do something. Very, very similar situation. All right. Uh, Old Dominion did not score in the third. Bottom of the third coming up, no score in that final regional baseball game being played before nobody in Columbia, South Carolina. And that might be where the Super Regional is, too. Um, 
LSU is uh, set to face off against Tennessee in the Super Regionals in Knoxville. Uh, those games will be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, 6 p.m. on ESPN2, Saturday 2 on Sunday, and then uh, maybe ESPNU. And then I think if they play the following Monday, it'll be either a 3 or 6. Uh, you got all your regionals set, circling back to what I asked you at the beginning of the hour. The regional that has your most interest, the super regional that has your most interest is what? Well, again, I you know the the Dallas Baptist winner of this game that's being played here, I think I think it's going to be very intriguing because it's going to be played at a neutral site somewhere. Um, so that that's interesting because the favorite in both regionals lost. Well, that's not true. Old Dominion is was the favorite in that regional, but they didn't bid. So you know the, the thing's going to be played at a neutral site somewhere. Um, Arizona and Ole Miss out in Tucson. Yep. Um, Arizona's got a really good club this year. I mean, Arizona is a team that could get to the College World Series and make some noise, I think. You know, we're talking about, you know, who's going to win the College World Series. We always wind up talking about the Southeastern Conference and Texas, if Texas is in it because they're Texas. But they play good baseball on the West Coast. And... Arizona's got a really, really nice club this year. That's Jay. I'm Scott. Jay will be uh, on some vacation, so we won't chat again on in this this here medium for about another three weeks. But when you come back, Jay, you will have a long list of TTTs that you will have at your disposal. Uh, yeah, I'm, as a matter of fact, it may be local TTTs that I hear while I'm on vacation. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to wait and uh, see. But, no, I'll be back uh, with you guys on the 29th. All right, stay tuned. Charlie Long filling in for Steve Pelliquin. He's on deck, and he's coming to the plate next right here. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app.